0: I'm still down 8 pounds.
1: Padded Room Podcast My name is Darian I have brought you another episode Of the horror shit show that is The Padded Room Miss Monica is in the house I am here How you doing baby doll
0: I am here and hot and sweaty
1: You're always hot and sweaty <laughs> Are you actually warm today?
0: Yes, I. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I don't have my sweater on. That's amazing. I know.
1: <laughs> Every time I see you, you're bundled up like the goddamn uh, Christmas parade. I
0: know. Everyone at my work was surprised. They're like, "You don't have a sweater on." It's I'm menopause. On. I know.
1: It's menopause, isn't it? You're getting hot flashes, aren't you?
0: I don't know. Like, I'm waiting for it.
1: For what? Menopause?
0: Yeah. Like, when is it going to happen? I don't know.
1: I don't know (laughs) how any of that works. But I know menopause is a thing, and I know you get hot flashes.
0: Yeah. I haven't had that yet. So I'm waiting.
1: If I'm not mistaken, I don't know how any of this shit works. But Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, after menopause, you don't get your period anymore. Right. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. But you don't get yours anyway. Yeah. Because you're a vegan. Yeah. Vegans don't get periods. (laughs) You just uh, you just you just grow uh, turnips in your backyard. Yeah, exactly. Get all angry about that. Or just plug
0: it with uh, corn.
1: put a corn cob up there. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I bet that would be uh, weirdly enjoyable. But I'm not, uh, not going to speculate. It's
0: weird that you should say that because last night I was laying there and I was just like watching like the commercials that mm-hmm. came on, and so I'm like oh my god like they've come such a long way like in pads yeah and like tampons of and course. she's like oh you can get this variety pack if you need this size you can have this size and right. i'm like oh my god
1: well, I like mean, you don't want to get bottlenecked into one <laughs> type of period <laughs> blocker but
0: i was like where was this stuff when i was a teenager yeah yeah i don't know they didn't have that. No, shit. you just, uh, just took had to a suffer. You
1: just took a handful of cotton and yeah, shoved it up there. Exactly. And hope for the best, right?
2: Yeah. Hope I don't foul up another
1: <laughs> pair of panties. There's a fucking cotton wad. Exactly. <laughs> or oh. a yeast infection. I don't know. yeah I don't know how any of that stuff works. I don't want to know. It's going to gross me out. <laughs> we've got the usual shit show to get into here, inmates. Um, we've got some horror news, some listener mail. I should tell everybody up front, I did a guest spot on Bill Shetty's show uh, with uh, the Miss Phantom and the 4K uh, revolution that they're doing over there on their feed. Hmm. Had a good time. Uh, we did Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992. Ooh. Bill did not care for Bram Stoker's Dracula. From why? 19- I can explain. Mm-hmm. Now, before you get all fired up and you start talking shit oh, about I, Bill Shetty. I, I no,
0: I'm just like wondering why. Here's the
1: divide. Okay. And this is a clear and present dividing line uh-huh. when it comes to Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992, directed by Fra- Francis Ford Coppola. If you saw that... Mm-hmm. Before you saw any of the other Draculas, mm-hmm. you're going to like that one better. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's horny, is what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of nipples in there. A lot of uh, chesty Winona Ryder writhing around. Oh. It's it's a, it's a romance. Which is fun. I, d- I dug it. I love it. I love the okay. shit out of it. I saw it before any of the other stuff. But if you saw the other Draculas before you mm-hmm. saw that, then you're looking for Dracula to be a fucking prick. Which is what he is. In, like, all the other movies, in the in the original book, in most, you know, Christopher Lee. He's the villain. Dracula's the villain. We don't need to see him falling in love.
0: I know, but I have to admit that I would get turned on being a young girl watching Christopher Lee.
1: I don't understand that. <laughs>
0: like, taking a bite. It was, like, so hot and erotic, even back then for me as a kid, so...
1: But he... Uh... <laughs> Okay, I'm um, um, uh, It's 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 odd to me that you would get turned on by the Christopher Lee version of Dracula. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, Cuz he was so like seductive though.
1: Have you seen the have you seen the Jack Palance version of Dracula?
0: I did. I don't remember it as well. It's
1: very soap opera.
0: Hmm.
1: It's very I mean, he's still a prick in that one. But Jack Palance, a handsome son of a gun. So you could probably fall, you know, yeah. not, not totally in love with a Jack Palance. Uh,
0: I could probably get excited on that. You over could
1: probably that. bang a Jack Palance yeah. circa 1978 or whenever that <laughs> sure. one came out.
0: All right. And the other dude that I like. Franklin
2: yeah,
1: Which I do not. <laughs> oh, my I would, God. I will never understand. <laughs> that was the worst Dracula rendition, in my humble opinion, ever. Disco Dracula. I just
0: want to make it clear. I have never been like. Molested as a child. I find but, that hard to believe. But I just have this thing about getting molested by an old man. You've is that got, weird? You've got
1: molestation envy, is what it don't is. It. <laughs> that I believe that's a clini- clinical diagnosis. You have molestation envy. Just, you nasty lady. <laughs> oh, wow. We got horror news. We got listener mail. Miss Monica's uh, opinions are not the opinions of the room. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> we just jumped right into some bullshit. How about some horror news, you crazy bitch?
0: Yeah, people will write us in
1: now. I was molested, and you are insensitive. <laughs> Why do you
3: think of that! Uh, who gives a
1: shit? Nobody's listening anymore. anymore. Horror
2: it's fine. news.
1: Hey, you brought your book which I have bedazzled with my stickers. What do you have for this week's horror news? Kim?
0: Okay. So now Tom Hardy is on the bandwagon and he has also confirmed the Taboo season 2 coming out I and love that. he will be coming back. Did he say as, huh?
1: did he say where it's going to be?
0: No, we didn't get that far. Okay.
1: I believe but. season 1 was FX, wasn't it?
0: Yes, FX. So
1: I'm cool with that.
0: Maybe. They pushed the envelope. They yeah. push
1: the envelope over there on FX.
0: Yes, that's a good thing. So
1: I'm into mm-hmm. that. And we saw some stuff in season one.
0: Yeah, we did. It was
1: a couple of times. I'm like, dude, that's yeah. your sister. Yeah. <laughs> What are you two? Well, I up also to?
0: like that too.
1: <laughs> I know you do. You nasty god.
0: Um, pictures are out already for the collector three. Ooh. Did you see that? No. Is oh, our,
1: is our guy in it?
0: Yes, he is Very definitely cool. in it. Um, they haven't released what it's going to be about.
1: Dare I try to get him on the show for the fourth time? You should try. I had. He's been confirmed before.
0: Maybe he'll be And then he just stops okay answering my time. tweets. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to d- I'm going to hit him up. I'll do it. Yeah, do that. And I don't know if you guys talked about this already was the um so the VHS 94, 94
1: the possible reboot.
0: Yeah. yeah so no. it's on now. Okay. Yeah. Are you into it? Yeah, I'm curious now.
1: Um they, I, I like the VHS franchise, but even I have to admit that last one was bullshit.
0: The Siren?
1: Uh yeah, uh VHS Viral. Yeah, the one with the ice cream truck flying around Los Angeles.
0: Oh yeah, uh, that had, like, was the, a little silly. The
1: skater kids. Yeah,
0: in the wash. Yeah, b- yeah,
1: blowing up the skeletons. Uh that that's really all I remember. Oh, the weird sex thing where the guy opens the dimensional rift in his basement. And he meets... Oh, that, that was silly, too. Yeah, and he's like, oh, here, here I i am looking at myself. I'm going to go bang my other wife in the other dimension. Turns yeah. out they have sex a little differently. <laughs> it involves claws and weird <laughs> penis monsters. It's kind of wacky. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'll check it out. I like, I love the first one, and I wasn't mm-hmm. uh, mad at all at the second one. So definitely worth a looking at.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I can't wait. All so, right. yeah. And nice. that's all I got.
1: Hey, are you ready for another David Sandberg movie? You remember this guy? What did he do? He started uh, with a short film that was then adapted into a full length feature movie, which I believe we've covered on the show called Lights Out. With oh, yeah. Maria yeah, Bello.
0: Yeah, Lights Out. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, uh, he's got another movie coming out called The Culling for Lionsgate. Oh, okay. No plot details or cast so far, but oh. uh, I'm into it. I like. I liked Lights Out. I thought it was great.
0: Too bad he can't cast her again. That Maria would be Bella, cool. Uh huh.
1: Why can't he cast her again?
0: is not she on some TV show now?
1: Pro- uh, probably. Uh, uh,
0: she probably thinks she's too good now.
1: Ah, uh, whatever. But I don't know. what, that do, would what be do you cool, expect? Though it would be uh, American Horror Stories, yes. the anthology episodic situation that we got coming out. Uh-huh. It's going to be a Hulu exclusive oh all right i'm into that good because i would prefer to binge watch okay
0: something like that just oh yeah all I, right.
1: ha- I still haven't uh watched apocalypse oh or 1984
0: oh you're missing out on i know i gotta get caught up
1: i don't have any fucking time anymore yeah uh, uh here's a weird uh story michael keaton Mm-hmm. is in talks to reprise his role no. of Bruce Wayne.
2: <gasps> I
0: knew you were going to say that. In
1: this uh, upcoming Andy Muschietti's The Flash. Oh. I'm into, you're not into that.
0: No, I liked him as uh, Batman. Batman. Right. Yeah.
1: But now I would assume he's like an aged Bruce Wayne, right?
0: Okay. It's like 30 years
1: ago he was he was Batman.
0: Ah. Huh. I'm just uh, trying to picture what he would be like. Would we, just would, see just him, be, would we just see him as Batman in the costume?
1: I don't think we, he would even be Batman. He would just be Bruce Wayne, I think. Mm. I don't know. I'm okay mm. with that, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's obviously not going to be throwing front kicks at anybody.
0: Well, you never know. He's got
1: to be in his 60s, right, Michael Keaton? Uh, yeah. At least?
0: Yeah, and he didn't age very well. So
1: Well, hey, now. Well, <laughs> he hey there.
0: He's always had like a tough skin
1: look. What well, he has, yeah, and he's got a very small mouth. I've been told I look like a Michael Keaton no, you don't. a Michael Keaton type <laughs> is what I've been told.
0: He was super good in that movie. Uh what was that called? Pacific Heights? I don't know. With I don't, Melanie <gasps> I don't
1: remember. You never seen that? I don't think so. Oh my Pacific god. Pacific Heights. Yeah. The one where he's a cokehead? No no, coke no, no, no. Head. I
0: can't remember if if He's the neighbor or the tenant. It
1: sounds erotic.
0: They're living in a two-store building. Scott uh,
1: Melanie uh, Griffith. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'll look it up. I'll okay. Be, I'll verify All right. it for you.
1: Uh, Joel Schumacher has passed away.
0: Yeah, I saw that. The,
1: he had a good run. He was 80 years old. Yeah, he lived a good life. He lost his battle with cancer.
0: They all do. They
1: always do. Yep. You know, that sucks. 80 years old. That's it. He's, he, he lived will be a missed. long time. He did, and he had a good run.
0: My aunt's husband just passed away on Friday from the same thing, cancer. It's a so, motherfucker, man. Yeah, he was 80, 80 or 81.
1: I'm pretty sure I already have cancer. Uh-huh. I just don't know where yet. You know what <laughs> I mean? I, it runs in the family. Um, I know the feeling. I'm hoping for like a, like a, I don't know, like a, Maybe like a fingernail cancer. Is that a thing? <laughs> Earlobe cancer. I'll take that. Yeah,
0: you can get cancer anywhere. I don't want it in the colon. Oh. I don't
1: want that. I don't want prostate cancer. Yeah. I don't want... Uh... Like a throat cancer, I don't want that. Oh, that would but, be well, miserable. That's, that's the end of this podcast. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now, we're not doing this anymore. You don't
0: want to talk with uh, this machine. Of those,
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Patent Room Podcast. <laughs> My name is Terry. Let's talk about horror movies. <laughs> oh no! There's some more hate mail coming at us next week. Uh, lastly, it looks like the others. Remember the others? Yes. It looks like that is being developed into a series. Oh, BTF Media owns the series rights. Uh, they're shopping some kind of a script around the different networks.
0: Huh? Okay.
1: Um, that is a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. The movie. Don't know where we would take it. Uh, like in a series format, would we just huh. dust dust till dawn it and make the original movie and span it out over twelve episodes? <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. What you're uh, going I don't going. know. Yeah, I think I think we're we're finally seeing the end of these horror movie uh, series adaptations. You know what I mean? Because we've seen some fall, fall flat. Oh yeah. There was a uh, uh, The Exorcist got canceled. Yeah. Uh, Rosemary's Baby got canceled. Oh,
0: and since you said that, huh. and Buddy's not here, uh, I know. I just saw that they renewed, and it's going to be the last season of Lucifer. Isn't that one he was watching, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. It did like two seasons on CBS and like three or four on Netflix, I think.
0: I know. I never got to finish the Omen one.
1: That's another one. And I
0: really liked that one.
1: They just cancel them, dude. They're not doing it. Then then don't start it, people. Don't even start with this. What are you doing? Forget it. Forget the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That's all we got on the horror news, baby doll. Let's do a little Listener Mail. All right. hey yo, Listener Mail. Listener mail. Mm-hmm. Listener mail. I think we have some Terradome votes coming at us this week.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, we got a crap ton of voicemails here. Let's jump right into the thick of it with uh, getting down to Sydney, Australia. Here comes Tim. Hi, Tim. Tim's in the house. Who is in the house? Uh, yes. Uh, subject line. Sexy email number two. Ooh. Howdy and hello, fellow horror fanatics. Hope mm-hmm. we are all happy and healthy this week and no one is in the hospital. Monica, I'm looking at you. Mm. Have you been to the hospital this week? No. Are you sure? I'm sure. I, have you thought about going to the hospital no. this week? Okay. How's your... Are you going to... I mean, are you doing... How do you feel right now? Do you want me to take you to the hospital? Okay. I'm
2: okay. I'm not
1: going to go in with you. I'm okay you right, right now. now. I'll drop you off. That's as far <laughs> as I go. Uh, she's good, she says, so far, Tim. Teradome. I really have no idea who either of these fighters are, but since you, Darian, put my Bruce up against Godzilla, I did not do that. That was... Bud- Buddy was picking the matches. Oh, okay. So don't try to blame me for that shit, Tim. I'm huh. taking Jet Jaguar. The Darkness was a horrible film. I don't remember anything about it, but I remember hating it. That's all for me. <laughs> Till next time. Much love, y'all. All right. That's two more for Jet Jaguar. Um, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't say I enjoyed The Darkness, but it's definitely not the worst thing I ever watched, right?
0: Yeah, it's not it's too bad. It's not
1: remarkable, but it's kind of forgettable <clears throat> in a weird way. Okay. Uh, let's get down to Beautiful. Southern California with our main man, Tom Hardy, Miss Monica's boi- pod boyfriend. Haven't heard from him in a while.
0: Yeah. He must have come out of quarantine, huh? Uh,
1: Quite possibly. I don't know. I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Hey-o. Oh, I'm I'm uh, I almost forgot about oh, the name. We're in the wrong order. Here it is. Have to edit that up hey yo! hey Hey yo! Padded room, how's my favorite degenerate? Tom Hardy's in the house. Y'all are doing well. Hope y'all are all there. Yes uh, and no.
4: (laughs) just wanted to uh, apologize for my absence. Hey, man. Uh, a lot of speaker shit going on. Of course. uh, You know, everything going on in the world and shit. And then when everything seems to be uh, calming down, I'm like uh, running around going, man, I got like a weird stomachache i think i got some food poison or some shit oh no and then come to find out uh, after about four or five days run around with that shit all oh, you got a fucking appendicitis man. Oh. i've had that goddamn
1: appendix i've had that that's so a motherfucking... uh
4: you know i've just been fucking laid up for a bit my apologies hey it's man been so busy i'll be honest with you i'd remember to call and i was just like fuck man i i don't want to fucking talk to nobody i don't want to <laughs> see nobody I don't wanna fucking especially us but I did want to say thank you guys because even though I wasn't calling in, I was listening. It was providing, you know, of course, for me at least, uh, a lot of a little entertainment, a little relaxation, a little uh, fucking normality with uh, all the nonsense going on in the world right now. Right. So thank you for that, guys. Hey, uh, we're here for you. I did want to touch on a couple of things. Like I said, I was listening. Okay. And uh, there were a couple of movies that y'all had covered, mm-hmm. and uh, I was thinking about, and uh, one of them was that. Uh, the I want to say it was Land of the Dead. It was the video game zombie movie. I know this was a couple weeks ago. House of oh. the Dead. Uh, House of the Dead. There you go. House of the Dead. I remember uh, it's bad. I saw that a couple of years ago for the first time. It's terrible. And same sort of reaction as you. Oh, I remember that. I do not even know how I didn't even hear about it coming out. You know, and then <laughs> I watched it and, oh, fuck, you know, I know I talk a lot of shit about the uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D yeah, and yeah. how bad the dialogue is. It's and bad. That. But, man, there is a really fucking shitty moment from this one here that I, I got to admit, I fucking saw it. I rewound it. I probably rewound it three, four times. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. At one point, uh, one of the protagonists talking to uh, the bad, evil professor guy, whatever the fuck he is. Right. And she says to him, uh, hey, why the hell are you doing this? And he's like, to be immortal. And then she's like, but but why? <laughs> His fucking response is to live forever. <laughs>
2: like, what the fuck, man? Some
4: stupid-ass shit, man. Oh, it's and, uh Yeah, on that Rampage flick, I remember seeing that. I, I thought it was okay, but mm-hmm. it kind of, like, I don't know. It fucking just kind of petered out, you know? It was like, sure. it's going somewhere, and then it just... Never got anywhere, or at least never got anywhere good, friend. I had a question for you guys. Yep. um you were talking about that flick, I think it was Colin the
1: another zombie flick. yes, callin, but it was like uh, g oh. p monsignor uh he called back, g
4: motherfucking the
1: hell, hell, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, that
4: that Flip Cullen, when you guys were talking about it, it sounded like, and I I don't think it was, but it sounded like this uh, English, Right. I think it was a movie, it may have been like a a limited miniseries, like a three-part miniseries or some shit, where it's like after a zombie apocalypse, but there's like a fucking, like a cure for it. Okay. So like, you know, if you were a zombie, they inject you or whatever, you're no longer a fucking zombie. But you have all your memories of you know fucking eating people and shit. So Uh it's like after this, and it's kind of like they're all ostracized. Oh, you know, you fucking ate my ate my fucking neighbor or whatever. And and I don't think that was the split. I think the one because when I heard you guys talk about, I was like, oh no, what the? And the thing I can't remember is what the fuck was this split? And uh, I can't remember a whole lot about it. I want to say I saw it on like BBC on yeah
1: tv or some bullshit but i think uh, i know what it is
4: yeah it was it was uh it was weird like i said like everybody was that was a zombie is kind of like looked down on yeah but they're trying to reintegrate themselves into society right um oh, it's a weird old split oh. like, one last the thing returned, if i may I uh, and i'm sorry if i'm throwing it on no it's shit. all good man to to it's all good um when i was laid up after uh, i guess i had to have that that surgery there for the, uh, fucking appendix, I was laid up for a little bit, right? so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna catch up on some fucking movies, you know, and I like to, in a situation like that, I like to kind of go to the old favorites, you know what I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking watch me some Elm Street 3, you There know? you go. and, uh, you know, I got to try some, old, some old fucking favorites, like Elm Street 3 and Tremors and shit like oh. that, and, uh, I was like, you know, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna watch me some Friday the 13th, because that's, for me, that's my old-time fucking uh, franchise there. Sure. And, uh, you know, because every Friday the 13th, they have a marathon going on, you know, where they're going oh, to gonna play all the Friday the 13th, and I'm always like, I'll go to work, or some other mm-hmm. shit going on, so I can't sit there through it. Anyway, I watch, you know, some of my favorites, uh, three and four and uh, five and six, you know? Sure. And I got to tell you, this may be an unpopular opinion or what have you. I don't think, uh, I, I love the Friday the 13th, flicks, mm-hmm. I don't think we should, uh, I don't think you should marathon them, Bill. because <laughs> yeah, we know it's monotonous, we know it's repetitive right. and all that, but there's something about, like, sitting through it when you're laid up, you can't go out, you can't do nothing, and I don't know, it just almost kind of wears on you, like, like, it's not, it almost hurts the flick to marathon, uh, hurts the flicks to marathon them, mm-hmm. to see, I don't know, just, might be me, I don't know if you ever had that experience, anyway, Thanks again for
0: everything. Love you, last family, and
1: bye now. Bye bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. I get what he's saying, man. With mm-hmm. the uh, the marathoning of the the Friday the Thirteenth, that that takes like some stamina. Mm-hmm. Like I could probably do two at a time, <sighs> uh, a day, like for like a week to get <laughs> through it. Bas- dude, and this I, I I understand it. I understand the love for the franchise, but you're basically Watching the same fucking movie over and over again. Different kids, different haircuts, different kills. Same thing happens. Yes. You're all going to get thrown into a meat grinder. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the slightly less hot chicks is going to somehow emerge to be the hero. Mm -hmm. And that's your fucking movie. It's fun. I love it. I love it. I'll Mm -hmm. watch it all the time. Uh, Maybe one at a time over the span of uh, 12 days or so. Oh, yeah. You know, what do you think? Marathon? No. Can't do it. No. Can't do it. Especially like if you're going to do a deep dive and you're going to start at number one. Now, watching it now in 2020, you're going to watch, I've done it, man. I watched it like three, four years ago and I was like, this is some dumb shit (laughs) right here. What the, how long has Crazy Ralph been standing in that closet? What the fuck is going on at this camp? Never mind the murders. This is some fuckery going on here with these nutsacks.
0: There are certain movies I could see myself doing that. Like I could probably sit through all three, four cabin fevers.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, okay. I could
0: sit through that. I could probably do... Dead Snow, no problem.
1: There's only two of those. Yeah, I yeah, do sure.
0: that. But I don't think like these long ones, I was going to do the thing, but I remembered. Um, That's I only three movies. Yeah, I don't want to see the the last one. They Why made. not? I, because I've seen it enough and it is creepy. That monster in there creeps me yeah. out, but I don't enjoy it as much as the original.
1: The original the, Kurt, original, the Kurt Russell one. Okay, uh, yeah, I get that because
0: I was going to do that one first and then do the Kurt Russell one. Okay, but I ran out of time on Monday. That's
1: fine. <laughs> yeah. I think if I, if I had to pick a franchise to marathon that I think I could marathon mm-hmm. and watch start to finish uh, in like a I don't know probably a forty eight hour system, I probably go Saw because oh yeah the way saw keeps bringing it back and the mm-hmm. timeline and the the perpendicular situations yeah
0: and that one has different kills in it all it the does time.
1: Yeah. yeah and the killer mm-hmm. you, you're not always looking at the same killer mm-hmm. it switches from uh shawnee, from uh tobin bell to shawnee smith to that other dude yeah so you know there's there's some variation there friday the 13th man i love it don't get me mm-hmm. wrong but it's the same goddamn movie over and over until you really up until you get to Manhattan. And even then, it's the same fucking movie. It's just you a might turn
0: background. into Jason by the time you're you
1: done. Might. watching. You might, man. You might have enough. you would be like, that's <laughs> yeah, it. That's you need it. a fucking mask and a machete. I'm done. Can't do this anymore. <laughs> All right, then. Thank you very much for calling. Oh, he called back one more time. Let's see what he has to say this time. All right. Last time I'm calling. Okay. I almost forgot about the name
4: Character Okay. So, uh, you know what? I don't remember who's fighting, but if it's, uh, if it's Bruce, then put me down for Bruce. It's for not sure. Bruce. Uh, also, uh, if it's not, then just uh, put me down for whatever uh, listener has uh, has a critter in there. I'm not so familiar with Well, the, that would be uh, me. <laughs> Kaiju character. I mean, okay. That's not my, my big. I don't follow a whole lot. Of them. <laughs> okay. So, uh, if a. Uh, yeah, if a listener has got one of their guys in there, put them in. There's two listeners and just split the boat, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to get in on it, though. Sure. So, uh, I don't know. Is there like a Mechazilla, I think? There There's a Mechagodzilla, there. yes. Oh, so, uh, put me in for that. Okay. Uh, if not, throw in, a, how about the giant critter ball? I think that would do good.
1: I'm anyway, putting you down for Mechagodzilla. All right, Tom Hardy. You're locked in with Mecha Mechagodzilla. Uh, the giant critter ball is not part of the Kaiju uh, Terradome because we have a little something called standards.
0: Wasn't he? Didn't he roll up in a ball what? and just roll? Who that creature? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but like, okay.
1: like remember he rolled over the cow, and then once he rolled over him, the cow was just bones.
0: Oh, I so, don't remember Because like, all the
1: mouths of the critters were on the outside, so they just ate everything they rolled over. Huh. I thought about putting him in. Mm-hmm. I also thought about putting the giant killer clown from Killer Clowns from Outer oh, Space. Oh, huh I also thought about putting the giant uh, sentinel ball from Phantasm Ravager. Oh. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad that I didn't put any silly. of those. silly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't put any of those fucking things in, because I don't want to get laughed at. Yeah. Uh, let's get down to Alabama. Here comes Alan. Cha cha! Patty Room, what's up? What's hope up, everybody's dude? doing good. Uh
3: Terridone, Jimmy, give me Big Man Japan. Attaboy. I uh, don't really know who Monica is. Enjoying Public Domain Month. New job has been crazy. So I hope everybody's doing good. I'll talk to you over later.
1: Bye. Bye-bye. Beautiful. Thanks for calling in, Alan. You're in for Big Man Japan, baby. And I love that about you. Uh, let's get over to Salt Lake City. Here comes the ambassador oh. of the paranormal. Troy's in the house. Hi, Troy. Hey, what's
3: going on, guys? What's up, Troy? Anyway, how you doing? So far, so good. You're all battling this virus, keeping clean safe. Yeah, and, we're good. Uh, crazy crazy uptick here in Utah. Oh no. Almost like they're predicting it might be like in New York. Oh shit. Crazy. Wow. Anyway, um calling in and uh Battle of the Kaiju. Mm-hmm. Um I predict this is probably being kind of like a, a difference here. Um Jaguar Jaguar's a robot. Right. A lot of missiles and He's, he's kind of like more of a mission-stated robot. Correct. Um, so he'll go and he's kind of a nice demeanor. and uh, But I think he can be sabotaged by a human giant like, uh, um, what's his name? Uh,
1: Big, Man, Big Japan. Man Japan. Yeah. So
3: I'll probably have to say maybe he'll probably be put down, but he'll still get up and fight later on, so, Big Man Japan, also. yeah, um, I saw some movies, oh, cool, and, uh, one called The Clearing, it was on Crackle, okay, it got, like, a zombie movie, the yeah, Clearing. I mean, neither of those, mm. it was okay, okay, movie that Monica might like, called Scare Package, it was, on Shutter. she might like it, I've seen, a movie called Z. I had some little boy and his imaginary demon friend. That one's it on Netflix. Too bad. And he should have left with the Kevin Bacon movie. i weird. forward to that one. Cool concept of a like a haunted house, but it's just not a very good ending.
1: I read the book.
3: Um, Beelzebub? It's like a Spanish. Yes, that's a good one. Movie. I, I love like that one. That one. It's pretty weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm going to probably get GP'd and, uh, Tell you a tale about the uh, flight four hundred
1: one. Okay, be back in a minute. You got it. As you can imagine, he did call back. Have you seen Bill's yet, Mm-mm. Monica? That's a pretty good show. Um, it's on Shutter right mm-hmm. now. It's it's English, but it takes place in Mexico. Oh, uh huh. Uh, possession movie. Oh, um, it's got Tobin Bell in it.
0: Oh, hey! Mr. Hot Stuff.
1: Mr. Uh, senior citizen Grandpa <laughs> Oh Yuck <laughs> Oh yuck Alright Troy called back Keep it in your pants there Juliet <laughs> hey,
3: again. Anybody, hey Troy Calling uh, about the some spooky thing that Yeah You might want to check out Or probably know About a, a airplane crash 1972 Yeah uh, leave By the Everglades In Florida I remember this
1: uh, Well I wasn't alive But White I remember Pearl reading one.
3: about this 101 people died, 72 people injured or survived. Um, the main thing was that the, the front landing gear was stuck, and they made the co-pilot go down there into what they call the hell hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess a lot of pilots, you know, don't want to go down there, pull that thing back up. And, right. You know, it's crawl space, wires, mechanics. He was looking out there and seeing that thing was down. They lost control the whole plane, came down crashed they all died yep um they used pieces of the the plane to uh you know salvage up in parts in in other planes and mm-hmm. they kept seeing the this pilot sitting and you know, another guy said he sat down by this pilot and he said you need to take caution of these things in this plane it could be dangerous and when he went to go alert that he said that man over there no pilot's not there anymore and I kept seeing. Faces in the oven and yeah. um, just a lot of things you know that could happen so they just took caution and said uh, let's take those parts out of the plane do them with newer parts and never see the ghosts again a lot of the people that were working for the airlines had to go through psychiatric you know help of being like hey you 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 crazy and you've been on the flights too long mm-hmm. need some help so a lot of crazy stuff. It's, a, it's got a movie for it and documentary. It's a pretty interesting. Anyway, I uh, hope you guys are doing all right and uh, talk to you later.
1: Beautiful. Thanks, Thanks for calling Troy. in, Troy. I've got a documentary for you, sir. Uh, we'll get into that and what are you looking at. But I, I've actually read a book about Flight 401. Mm. It's pretty gnarly, dude. So what happened was. Uh, the landing gear was stuck mm-hmm. and they sent the co-pilot down there to, you had to manually pull it up. But on his way down, he bumped into the, um, it was some kind of a trajectory thing and he went down there to pull the, the, the landing gear up uh-huh. and he couldn't do it. So he called the pilot down to help him. So the pilot, both the, the pilot puts it on autopilot, not knowing that the co-pilot hit the trajectory thing oh, on the way down. Uh-huh. So they're both below the yeah. cockpit working on this fucking thing. In the meantime, the plane is steadily going down and uh-huh. down and down and like air traffic control is trying to get a hold of them. Tell them, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? And they're down there trying right. to get the goddamn landing gear up and then kaboom right into the Everglades in Florida. Wow. The original airplane, I believe was somehow repurposed and sent to England. Oh, uh, I think it was Delta. Delta. Flight, huh? Flight 401. I could be wrong about that, but uh, yeah, all kinds of weird shit happening on that plane. Wow. Eventually, it got decommissioned, parts to out, uh-huh. and then like the shit just followed the different parts. Oh, like, okay. The weird sightings and the ghosts and yeah. all that shit it is nasty, man. 1972. Wow, I
0: got goosebumps.
1: It's fucking freaky. Wait till wow. wait till we get to what are you looking at? I'm going to give you a whole new set of goosebumps. <laughs> In the meantime, kiddo, do you have anything for Troy Allen? Tom Hardy, or uh, Tim. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Hope everybody's doing good. Yeah. Um, Thanks for placing your votes, too. Absolutely. Hope nobody got any uh, weird sickness or anything else weird going on. In the meantime, we have a movie to get into, Miss Monica. Yes. You ready for this? Yep. That thing's alive, sir. I saw it. I shot it. I hit it. I know it.
2: Nothing
3: happened. It's just coming at me, making a noise like a cat. I gotta mean, do. And it was awful. You could have seen those hands and those eyes. So you've got to do something about it. You've got. Is it human or inhuman? Earthly or unearthly? Baffling questions, astounding questions that not even the world's greatest scientific minds can answer. Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? A being from another world, as different from us as one pole from the other. If we can only communicate with. What happened, It's In the greenhouse, I was working, I couldn't see. Yeah. Then, then a blast of cold air and I heard Olsen scream. Come here. Get in the car. Now hold this in front of you. Stay by the light switch. 1.9. Needles hit the top.
1: The thing from another world, Miss Monica. Yes, seven point one stars.
0: I know, right? I
1: love that. I love that about it. I feel that that's fair. What do you think? got a higher IMDb score, B score, this one or the uh, Kurt Russell version?
0: I think this one.
1: I'm gonna. I'm gonna check it right now. Okay. Out. You want to put some money on it? <laughs> no. Five dollars.
0: We can put a bottle of booze on a it. Bottle of booze. Okay.
1: Okay. You're taking this one.
0: I'm taking the thing from the original. The, yeah. Okay. Uh, eight point one. Wow, the thing. John right. Carpenter's
1: the classic. You owe me a bottle of booze.
0: Wow. Well, okay. then, how about that? Huh? Woo, Jameson.
1: Well, bowl I don't? I have refined taste. <laughs> oh, okay, young lady, and I only drink the best. Uh, this one is directed by Christian Nyby, written by Charles Lederer. Seven point one stars IMDb. Stars: Kenneth Toby, Margaret Sheridan, and James Arness. Hmm. Uh, not Irma Gersh, this is a different guy it's from 1951 (laughs) dude this is the original version of the original screen adaptation I should say of Who Goes There which Mm -hmm. is a uh, short science fiction story that was published um, I believe in the 20s and uh, it was adapted to the screen for The Thing from Another World and then remade by John Carpenter in uh, 1981 I believe as The Thing nice now this one is a bad motherfucker ladies and gentlemen Mm -hmm. and there's some key elements here i've have you ever read the short story no me neither i need to fucking do that but from what i gather the short story is much more in tune with the john carpenter version okay so as far as like the monster being the shapeshifter and we never know who (sighs) the monster is and things like that Mm -hmm. uh in this one uh, not so much. In fact, the monster, uh, to me, somewhat resembled a carrot. Right? A little bit?
0: <laughs> a little bit, uh, since you said that. I mean... It, it, a little bit of that and a little bit of Frankenstein. Frankenstein
1: yeah. Like a lot of uh, standing around from the monster. You know, especially <laughs> like towards the end when they lay the trap and it comes <gasps> oh, in. Oh, yeah. He just comes in, grabs a two-by-four, hangs <sighs> for like four minutes. Everybody's <laughs> like... Is he going to come get us, or <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> All right, so we start off in Anchorage, Alaska. And what we have here is an um, mm-hmm. Air Force base, military base, with an officer's club. And we're going to meet our protagonist, a Air Force captain by the name of Pat, and his two uh, servicemen, lackeys, I guess for lack of a better term. We have his navigator, Mac, mm-hmm. and then his co-pilot, whose name I forget. And uh, I love these three guys, and I love the way you can tell they've been together for a while because there's a lot of comic relief between the three of them. Oh yeah, and that's something I think that I think that was missing from the John Carpenter remake was uh, there's there's no comedy in that one that I'm aware of. I mean, is there? There's like some some you know shit talking amongst the, the Yeah, the guys, I
0: didn't really think they liked being around each she, other. Not
1: at all. Uh-uh. Not. I think that uh, they're one one uh, bottle of booze away from a full on bar fight. Yeah. But these guys get along together. Uh, they're playing cards, and then we're going to meet a fourth guy by the name of Scotty. Now Scotty's position in this whole situation is a little strange to me. Scotty is a reporter, mm-hmm. and he has also been hanging with Pat and Mac and the other guy for quite some time. So I'm feeling like he might have been embedded with them, uh, possibly during the Second World War or something. Because, you know, yeah, they're talking. They've they've got stories about um, Okinawa and Akron and different chicks that they banged, and we get a little repertoire amongst these four dudes mm-hmm. as they're playing cards, and Scotty's like, well, I'm going to get a story out of you guys yet. And I'm like, ah, not so fast, Scotty. Not until the Air Force okays you, you prick. So, it's, it, you know, we're getting the, the feeling that these four guys are well acquainted, they're good friends, and they hang out a lot. Uh, while this is going on, though, a message comes over the intercom. The local colonel, or the guy that runs this base, needs to have a word with Pat Immediately. So Pat goes hauling ass over to the colonel's office. The colonel's like, hey, shut the door. Apparently nobody knows how to shut the goddamn door because that's the first thing the colonel says whenever mm-hmm. anybody walks into the office. Shut the go- goddamn door. Shut the door. There's more comedy there, I felt like, with the, the colonel and uh, him trying to get a hold of people on the radio and nobody replying to him ever. So uh, they talk to the colonel. Colonel's like, hey, man, we got a we got a, like a weird... A uh, convention of scientists happening in this uh, this remote outpost up north towards the North Pole. So, mm-hmm. and they're re- reporting some kind of a crashed aircraft. Now, Pat is immediately chomping at the bit because he's got himself a bit of a girlfriend up there, Miss Monica. Mm-hmm. Her name is Nikki Nicholson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes it is I don't know if that was the name in the book or if there even was a chick in the book and that's something else that we deviated from with John Carpenter no females
0: they didn't need one
1: Um, I think it would have got weird if there were females up there you know what I mean
0: yeah because they had some horny dudes there
1: and there would have been a lot more fist fights (laughs) and like weird (laughs) peeping Tom situations I think (laughs) especially if there was only like one chick yeah because ah she's going to need like a can of bear mace and a taser <laughs> to keep these dudes off her. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there's actually a couple chicks in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pat's like, oh, great. Yeah, I'm going to go right up there. I can't wait to get up there. So uh, him and Mac and Scotty and the other guy and a couple other uh, random Air Force crewmen hop into their plane. They go hauling ass up to the remote uh, North Pole outpost to check on the scientists and see what the fuck is going on with this weird crashed uh, craft. Mm-hmm. They think it might be Russians. They think it might be Germans. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be, you know, it could be some random. Anything. uh, It could be even the United States testing some aircraft they didn't tell anybody about. Mm -hmm. So they get up there, they uh, start poking around. We're going to meet some of the scientists. Uh, This is where I felt uh, we kind of got into Day of the Dead a little bit. Because as soon as uh, the Air Force guys arrive, there's an immediate Mm -hmm. divide between the scientists and the doctors and the military crew. Now, normally, we would hop on the boat of the scientists and the doctors because they want to, you know, they're like on the side of peace and they want to study it and they want to communicate with it. Mm -hmm. And the military guys are like, we need to kill it and we need to blow up the whole shit because we don't want any of this shit.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Unfortunately, one of the scientists, in fact, the head scientist, is wearing a turtleneck sweater, Monica, Mm -hmm. and he's got a Van Dyke you know what I'm... Uh, beard situation. <laughs> now, I don't know what identifies you as a prick more than a turtleneck sweater Van Dyke combo. He
0: reminded me like he was French.
1: Totally. Totally. <laughs> Which, that's that's the trifecta. If he had, like, a beret on to go yes, with the turtleneck and yes. the panda, Okay, you're a fucking asshole. I don't even need to hear what your name is or anything that you have to say because I've already settled the case. You're a fucking dickhead. And I am not incorrect in this assessment as it comes to pass. Um, he's like the head of the scientists. And he's like, hey, man.
0: Was that Dr. Stern? I believe so. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, he's like, hey, man, Pat, come over here. I'm going to tell you what's going on. And uh, Dr. Stern's uh, secretary is Nikki and she has been known to play pranks on Pat, but they have like a weird, I think they have sex every now and then because Pat's always finding a reason to go up there. Uh, Nikki doesn't want anything to do with any of these scientists and turds. So he goes up there and bangs her periodically and she plays little pranks. on. It's very cute. You know, it's very uh, 1951 kind of flirtatious stuff going on. It's all good. Um, the doctor's like, hey, Pat, come over here. I'm going to show you what the, what, what's going on here. So they've got like a camera set up out there on the Alaskan tundra, and it takes pictures whenever seismic or uh, electromagnetic or radioactive um, activity sets it off. So there was a weird impact a couple nights ago out there like 50 miles away from this North Pole outpost. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at we're looking at like the pictures that the cameras took as it was approaching the earth. And basically this thing was looking like a meteor for a minute. It was coming straight down and then right before it hit the ground, it made like a sharp left turn and started shooting just started shooting across the tundra and then it finally like came to a skid stop 50 miles away from where the the outpost is. So they're like, "Dude, we need to check this shit out. If it's the Ruskies, then we need to know what they're up to. And if it's not, then I don't know, but we still need to go fucking figure this shit out. So Pat's like, all right, saddle up, men. We're going out there. So the doctor, the reporter, who's like, I got oh, I got a hot story here. I'm ready to go. Uh, his crew and a couple of the other doctors and a couple other military personnel hop in the plane. Uh, they go shooting out across the, tund- the tundra. They come to the crash site. Now, <laughs> These guys cannot fuck anything up any worse because they are the masters of fucking shit up. So the first, they come to the crash site and they're like, "Oh shit. It, it, you see the big like the big skid stop
2: mm-hmm. followed by
1: the crater where it came finally came to rest there in the ice. Uh unfortunately in the day or two that it's been sitting out there, the ice is reformed over it and made like a nice um what would you call like a fucking shelf of ice just buried this thing under ice Mm -hmm. so that sucks the weird like not the tail fin but like there's like a fin coming out of this thing sticking out of the ice like there it is so they go over there and they they immediately one of the military guys has a geiger counter and that thing starts just flying off the Mm -hmm. the hook whoa beep, beep 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 so he's like this thing is highly radioactive uh let's see if we can't get it out of the ice so they go to the plane, and they get some thermite bombs because they're going to blow the ice up around it. I'm sure this is going to work out perfectly, Monica. <laughs> so they set up the first bomb, and they're like, well, why don't you go ahead and set up another bomb about three feet away just in case that first one doesn't do the trick. All right, sure, let's do that. So they set up the first bomb and the second bomb, then everybody kind of gets out of the way. And they surmised, looking at the the way it looks under the ice, that this thing is, in fact, A flying saucer. Mm -hmm. So, holy shit here, kiddo. We have a genuine extraterrestrial on our hands. Set up the first bomb. Set up the second bomb. Everybody jumps over a snowbank getting ready for detonation. Blow up the first bomb. Kaboom! And then they kind of look at it for a second. And then kaboom! The second bomb goes off. Mm -hmm. Well, fuck. Mm -hmm. You just blew up the first spaceship ever confirmed to land anywhere. On this terrestrial earth. Yeah. And by blow it up, I mean you you blew the fuck out of it. It's done. Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's like a handful of dust blowing in the Arctic wind. So they're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, did we fuck that up. We are going to be in so much trouble. What did they
0: think was going to
1: happen? <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, it's only going to get, I mean, as far as like stupid mistakes that people can make, it's only going to get worse from here, kiddo. so they're like oh god that was stupid why did we set up that second bomb why did we set up the first bomb that was a pretty dumb idea to begin with uh so they're walking around like the wreckage trying to see if there's anything that's like remotely salvageable there's nothing it's just it's like a handful of space dust at this point pretty soon beep 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 beep, beep, the the guy's geiger counter starts going off again he's like hey wait a minute what's going on here so they start following the beeps and like uh three or four meters away, they come to another spot in the ice they look down, fuck me, there is some kind of a organism that mm-hmm. has was thrown from the crash and is now frozen in the ice mm-hmm. and one guy's like, "I'm gonna go get some more bombs and everybody's like, "Don't go get any more fucking bombs. you asshole mm-hmm. we're gonna cut it out of the ice we're gonna take it we're gonna put it on the, the plane here we're gonna take it back to the outpost where we can hopefully get a hold of somebody and they can tell us what to do with it so they do just that and that's a pretty good idea they cut it out they bring it out in this big block of ice and they put it on the, the plane they take it back to the outpost They're like hey dude we got a fucking frozen alien in this giant popsicle over here mm-hmm. uh, we need to I don't want that thing running around I don't know mm-hmm. what kind of germs it has I don't know what kind of germs we have that may affect that which is a good idea I, Does it even breathe oxygen? I don't know if it's even alive. Is it alive in there? Who knows? Let's keep it in ice. That's a great idea. Let's keep it in ice where it's like in this giant block. We know where it is. We know it's not going to hurt anybody. That's where we can't hurt it either. Let's keep it in ice. It's going to be great. The scientist, the fucking Van Dyke guy, Dr. Stern, is like, I want... Oh,
0: actually, Carrington. Carrington. Yes, that's that's, his, right. that's the right
1: one. Dr. Carrington's like, I want to try to communicate with it. We need to thaw it out and speak with it immediately. It's I'm going to use... You expect it to speak English, you jackass? Yeah. Is that what you expect? Is that what you're really thinking? <laughs> what are you going to do, right? Little, draw little stick figures and figure out? No, forget it. Uh, Pat, thank God, is thinking with uh, his head on his shoulders. He's like, dude, that... nothing good is going to come out of that. So let's just chill it on ice. We're going to put it here in your garage. We're going to break out the windows. It's going to get cold as fuck in here. I'm going to post a guard in here to make sure nobody uh, gets creative with it. And uh, we'll go, well, as soon as we can get somebody on the the radio, we'll take it from there. Mm -hmm. Get some kind of direction as to what we're supposed to do. Uh, Naturally, we're in the middle of this Arctic storm. And not to mention, we have a highly radioactive creature in our garage here so the radio isn't working we're getting muffled transmissions from hq which is basically asking why we're not communicating even though we're trying and uh we have no way of getting a hold of anybody we're hoping that once the storm passes we can talk to somebody give us an idea of what's going on by the way we also cannot fly the plane in this storm it's going to fuck us all up so now we're trapped here with this fucking thing uh now, we got, we got the military personnel. They're going to post guys in four-hour shifts, and that's a great idea. Mac, who is the navigator, who is my favorite character of the movie, and I like to think that McCready was actually somehow
0: that's what i was thinking during the whole so. movie uh, mac i was like oh i like how they kept mac in the other movie yeah too.
1: yeah I, I like to think that john carpenter also liked mac and mm-hmm. th- thus decided to name the dude uh john carpenter mccree or uh kurt russell mccready mm-hmm. but regardless mac has has the first shift mm-hmm. and he's like all right uh it's cold as fuck in here i'm gonna bring my cold weather gear i'm gonna sit here with this alien thing it's all good Uh, The next guy, who was the Geiger counter operator, is about to go in, and he's like, hey, he's in there for a few minutes, and he catches the captain walking by, and he's like, hey, captain, uh, look, man, that thing is freaky, and it's kind of giving me the heebie-jeebies. How about uh, two-hour shifts instead? The captain's like, you're a pussy, but all right, you want a two-hour shift? I'll give you a two-hour shift. So he calls the next guy in. Mm -hmm. I don't know who this dude was, but he was an even bigger pussy because he gets in there and he starts looking at the alien. Alien's frozen in a giant chunk of ice. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looks vaguely humanoid. It's a lot bigger than a guy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's got like two arms, two legs, and a head and stuff. And he's like looking at the alien and the alien's frozen. And he's like, oh, forget it. This guy's looking at me. So he takes an electric blanket, Monica, An electric blanket. Now, I don't know if he didn't realize it was plugged in or he didn't see the little knob that was off to the side, or what. but he throws the electric blanket over the the chunk of ice. I don't think he realized it was. I think this is the worst unit in the entire United States military. I think there's a reason they're stationed in Anchorage, Alaska, because we thought that there was no way they could fuck anything up up there. Boy, were we wrong. And I think there was a reason that they got sent to deal with the uh, snobby scientists, because these guys could fuck up a free lunch, my dear. So he throws the electric blanket Mm -hmm. over the giant chunk of ice. Yes. Uh, He then goes about reading his, I don't know, whatever, Pulp Fiction novels or whatever they were, and uh, is completely oblivious to Mm -hmm. the giant chunk of ice that is now melting and forming giant puddles under his feet. I
0: felt like this was the scene with the redheaded guy.
1: I could see that. Yeah, yeah, where
0: he's sitting there and the thing is thawing out behind him.
1: Yeah, I could yeah. see that. Um, well, are, you're talking about the uh, the prequel, right?
0: No, the thing with the original guys, Carpenter.
1: Well, the thing never thawed out.
0: There was that scene where they put him in, in one of the rooms and the redheaded doctor with the glasses.
1: Oh, you're talking about the dog. Right?
0: Was that the dog when it was already, like, deformed and stuff? Yeah, when it it in,
1: like, with everything behind him? No. No? No. The thing was never frozen in the carpenter version.
0: Yeah, there was a scene where they had burned one, and then they brought it into the storage
1: room. You're talking about the thing that they brought back from the Norwegian base, right? That weird Lovecraftian flesh meld thing?
0: No, this was already during... I'll bring up a still okay. from it. All so you right. see. I'm not
1: 100% sure what you're talking about. But anyway, this fucking knucklehead is too too deep in his uh, Pulp Fiction novels to realize mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh, the goddamn thing gets out. He see, Once it's out of the ice, he's like, oh, shit. Turns around, shoots it four or five times, and then immediately hauls ass out of that room. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't want anything any part of this. Runs into the weird uh, lounge area, grabs the captain. He's like, dude. That fucking thing is out. I busted some caps in its ass. It didn't give a shit. And now we have a problem. Everybody goes running back into the uh, uh, storage garage area, and the thing is already gone. It's out the window, and it is like wrecking shop on the sled dogs out there. It's throwing them around and twisting them and all kinds of shit. Now, uh, Dr. – what was his name? Van Cleef? Vandercap? Vanderbilt? Carrington. Do- Carrington. Yes, Carrington. I don't know how I got to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. <laughs> But uh, Dr. <laughs> Carrington is like, this is the find of a lifetime. We're going to communicate with it. We're going to learn everything it knows. This is, we're making human history here. We can't harm it. And the doctor's like, uh, it's looking to kill somebody. So we need to at least you know, hunker down or something. So the bad news is that the thing is loose, and it's out on the Alaskan tundra killing sled dogs, which further traps us here at the goddamn mm-hmm. base. Uh, the good news, though, is that the thing is highly radioactive. So whenever it gets close, uh, whatever his name is with the Geiger counter, that thing starts blowing up. We know mm-hmm. it's close. We know when it's moving. We kind of have an idea of which way it's coming from. So that's kind of cool. Um, from there, it's like, oh, shit. Okay, we really need to get somebody on the horn to tell us what to do and how to handle this fuck, fucking fuck story. Uh, they still can't get anybody on the radio, so that sucks. Uh, so they decide they're going to kind of all hunker down in the same room and we're going to try to lure this thing, like bring it in somehow, you know? So the doctors come up with this, they're they're going like room to room trying to figure out where it may have gone. They get into the, uh, botanical area. I guess there's like a greenhouse on this station where there's a bunch of plants and shit Mm -hmm. and they're like, Hey, there's. Not in here. Let's get out of here. So all the military personnel leave, but as they're leaving, the, the doctor, uh, what the fuck was his name? Carrington. Yes, Dr. Carrington. Carrington grabs a couple of other scientists, and he's like, hey, 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 come over here. Uh, you guys hang with me for a second. Uh, after all the military personnel leave, he's like, hey, I think uh, something's been fucked with here with this uh, botanical box. So they open the box. And quietly, they find a dead sled dog in there. He's like, oh. the goddamn thing was in here and it just ate. And it was probably storing the sled dog in here uh, for food. So what we're going to do, we're going to like post our own people here at the botanical area because it's probably going to come back for the sled dog. And when it does, maybe then we can talk to it and try to learn its secrets of space travel. All right. Well, you guys are doctors and it's still lost to me on how you plan on communicating with this thing. But uh, see
0: it was that guy. Yeah, I know Before the guy. Before he he got taken over, remember the thing was thawing out, melting behind him? I don't remember the thing being frozen. Yeah, they they had just burned it and brought it into the storage room and he was like taking gear out of there and he was like doing stuff and the thing was like melting, the blood was dripping down.
1: I remember that guy. Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch the, the oh, okay. Carpenter. It's been a while. I'm sure you're right because you are the authority when it comes to all things thing. Uh, Just
0: that thing. All
1: things of the thing, the thingy things uh regardless so uh, he's like oh we're gonna post a guard here so mm-hmm. uh the a couple of the doctors stay behind in the botanical area uh the military personnel along with the couple of young ladies that happen to be up there all go back to the lounge area and they're like we're gonna wait here and the goddamn thing is just gonna have to wait for us because we're not going out there it probably wants to kill somebody try to get somebody on the radio in the meantime uh the next morning rolls around one of the doctors comes running into the uh, the lounge area, and he's got like his shirt ripped open mm-hmm. and a big knot on his head. Yeah. He's like, "It came for us, and it killed uh, Billy and Bobby too." And oh, and then he dies on the spot. Unfortunately, uh, um, why can I not remember that dude's name? Van- Carrington. Carrington. I keep going back to Vander something. He, lo- it's the go, it's the Van Dyke, is what it is. It's telling me Vanderbilt. Or some shit like that. Unfortunately, Carrington was not one of the doctors killed by the thing. He's still alive, and he's still uh-huh. a fucking asshole. Uh, the, the captain, Pat, is like, okay, we just went from like a search and assess mission to we need to hunt this fucking thing down and kill it. Mac grabbed, or not Mac, the other military guy's like, Captain, we can't kill it. I shot it four times, point blank range, center mass. It didn't do anything. And that's when Carrington comes in. He's like, well, it's because it's got the cellular structure of a plant. And, you know, that's how we're going to... So they all go running back to the botanical area mm-hmm. hoping to catch this thing <laughs> fucking feeding on some on somebody or something. Uh, they get there just as the thing is coming out. Mm-hmm. So they're like, there it is! The thing has got like one arm out of the door. Mm-hmm. So they grab the door and slam it shut like five or six times. Eventually manage to amputate, amputate this thing's arm in the door. So now they have like it's it's arm. Yeah. Okay. So then, then they build this elaborate wood structure to keep the thing in the botanical uh-huh. area. They post two guards on the outside of the botanical area just in case it breaks through the wall or something like that. And then they post another guard there in that weird wood spider web situation <laughs> they had to, in case it comes through there. Okay. Solid plan. We got it. We got it boxed in. Motherfucker ain't getting out. And we can uh, radio HQ in the morning. Find out what the fuck to do next. So they're 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 there they're hanging and the doctor is running like tissue samples and stuff on the on the arm and they're like uh, this thing is basically a plant so mm-hmm. I don't know how you what do you do with a it's like a plant it's like a like a carrot vegetable type of situation what do you do with a how do you kill a vegetable and Nikki's right behind him he's like she's like well you boil it you mm-hmm. make a fucking stew out of it is what you do as they're having this conversation of course. The thing kicks the shit out of the uh, the back wall, and by the way, the two guards out there said mm-hmm. "fuck it," we're too cold, we're coming inside. Mm-hmm. So it just ran right back out into the tundra. It's too fucking. I'm telling you, these are the worst military men ever. <laughs> At least in the Carpenter version, there were no military men, right? So you couldn't expect any level of discipline. Not only were they not military men, but they were like, uh, they had like roller skates and listening to heavy metal and stuff. Yeah,
0: and you had to like figure out how to survive. Yeah, they were partiers, (laughs) man. They
1: were up there having a party most of the time. (laughs) But uh, the thing is now back out in the Alaskan tundra and they're like, oh, fuck, what are we supposed to do? Um, In the meantime, while all this is going on, they're still getting transmissions from HQ. Mm -hmm. Uh, First off, wondering why they're not calling him back. And he's like, call me back, you fucko. Mm-hmm. Call me back, call me back, call me back. Talk to me. What's going on up there? And then the last transmission is hey, we know you probably got something wild up there. Don't kill it. Can't take it alive. We are going to want to, you know, do some tests and stuff back at the, the main base where we can contain this fucking thing. Scotty is horny for a story. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got a fucking this is a f- extraterrestrial. I'm gonna get pictures. Mm-hmm. Send it to my editor. He's gonna suck my dick because I got the first pictures of the alien ever. It's great. <gasps> Pat keeps telling him, "Hey, dude, just you're not you're not doing any of that until you get clearance from the Air Force, and that's mm-hmm. probably not gonna happen. So put it put it back in your pants, there, horny guy. So mm-hmm. while all that's going on, the thing is out in the the Alaskan tundra. Uh, it's fucking around. Mm-hmm. They're expecting it to come back in because they figured out that it needs blood to survive. Mm-hmm. It like absorbs it and by the way, that hand that they got mm-hmm. like absorbed all the blood and it's like it's not moving around or anything, but it's showing cellular growth, meaning mm-hmm. that it's somehow surviving and living off the blood. So they're like, Oh fuck, well, Okay, we got to boil it somehow. So we're all going to hang out in this room. we got a bunch of kerosene. Once it comes in this door, which it has to 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 try to eat us, we're going to light it on fire, and that should about be the end of that shit. So, of course, they hang out in the room. They turn the lights off. Uh, For some reason, Nikki is in the room, but it's okay because she has like a throw pillow. Hold, she's holding up a I know, bullet. right? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what are you doing? So, oh, it's okay. I got to throw. I'm going to, if it comes over here, I'll bop it right back. Right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so the thing comes crashing in the door. This is the first time we actually get to see, quote unquote, the thing. Mm-hmm. It's very Frankenstein-esque. Um, it, to me, resembled a carrot because it had like a weird. And when
0: you were talking about Plant, it kind of made sense that he would look.
1: Like Like a carrot, which is kind of disappointing. But in 1951, you take what you can get, I guess. Uh, It comes in. uh, It does what we are later on going to expect it to do, which is just stand there for like five or six beats before actually attacking anybody or doing anything. In that five or six beats, one guy throws some kerosene on it, another guy lights it on fire. Mm -hmm. It starts staggering around and swiping at things, swipes the throw pillow right out of Nikki's hand. (laughs) She's like, shit, that was a terrible idea. I instantly regret that throw pillow idea. It starts battering around, you know, it puts a pretty good ass-whipping on a couple of the guys, but doesn't actually kill anybody. And then uh, they hit it with the kerosene a couple more times. (laughs) Big bunch of flames coming out of him. Eventually, he's like, fuck this shit. Goes running right back out into the Alaskan tundra, but still alive and well. Mm -hmm. Little burnt, little pissed off, little Mm -hmm. worse for the wear. But uh, this whole kerosene trap did absolutely nothing Mm. uh, other than piss it off. Yeah. So again, we're dealing with the worst unit in the military. Oh. Oh, you fucked it up again, Pat. I'm sorry. All right. Well, that happened. So now they're like, oh shit! Now, well, it's out there. Uh, now we have to we have to kill it because it's going to come back and attack us again somehow. Mm-hmm. So uh, they start brainstorming and they're like, okay, all right. Well, uh, fire didn't work. I mean, it looked like it might have been working, but then we forgot that it's negative thirty outside, and if you go outside, you just immediately put the fire out. Mm-hmm. So we got to find a way to a immobilize it, b make it as hot as we possibly can and hopefully incinerate the fucking thing as soon as it comes in again. So, uh the new plan is to electrocute it. All right. Yeah, I'm on board. So, we set up these uh these prongs and we have like a closed circuit generator where it's basically going to come into this hallway, step on a pressure pad, Somebody's going to throw the switch, and it's mm-hmm. going to electrocute the shit out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, solid plan. We again, we set up another trap for it. This thing is dumb as shit, by the way, for being an alien. You'd think it would be, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for the predator here, but this thing is, is, uh, I mean, it, it, it doesn't do anything real. It's basically just a mannequin, right? I think it might have hurt somebody at some point. I mean, it killed one of the doctors. One of them. So I think it probably gave him a heart attack and he that's how he died. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So, okay. Fair enough. Trap is set. We've got the bait. Everything's hooked up, ready to go. Oh, wait a minute. It's suddenly colder than shit in here. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this? So they start looking around. The generator that was heating the place mm-hmm. has been like stomped in half. Oh, Fuck. Now we have a real problem because mm-hmm. if we don't – well, number one, we've got to find a way to get that thing going. Uh, the only way to do that is to go outside and unclog the fuel line to get the generator uh, firing again and get some heat on inside this place. If we don't do that, we're going to freeze to death. Mm-hmm. If we do send somebody out there, the thing's going to get him, and that's going to be the end of that dude, regardless of whether or <laughs> not he actually uh, gets, cl- unclogs the fuel line. So we got ourselves a bit of a problem here, Monica. What we need to do is just go ahead and, and tough it out. Hope the thing shows up to our trap, and then we can fry it. Then unclog the fuel lines and uh, be good to go in the morning. We'll be cold <laughs> as shit, but we'll be all right. So, okay, all right, we're hanging, we're hanging mm-hmm. hard. We got the the plan set up. We got the uh, the leads for the circuit in place. All he's got to do is come down this hallway, step on this this pallet. Yeah. Uh, Billy Bob over here is going to throw the switch. Bazinga! Mm-hmm. We're we're free and clear. Okay. Money in the bank. So, sure as shit, everybody's freezing to death. Here Mm -hmm. comes the thing. Kicks the door open. Yeah. Now he's smoldering, which means he's extra pissed, which you would expect him to, like, you know, attack something, do Mm -hmm. something. Uh, The doctor, however, Dr. uh, Carrington is like, we can't kill it. We need to communicate with it. This Mm -hmm. is the greatest find in human history. And Pat's like, eat my ass. Get out of here. Carrington runs over and turns off the generator, which we were going to use to electrocute the thing. Everybody's like, Doc, what are you doing, dude? Doctor pulls out a gun. He's like, I can't let you do this. Some of us have to die, and that's fine. We're, we're going <laughs> to save humanity by talking to this guy. And you're like, you're a fucking asshole. They all rush him and get the gun, but the thing is in the hallway in the meantime. Luckily, the thing isn't actually that interested in killing the That somebody.
0: would be the scene where what's-his-name pulls the gun. Remember Uh, that? Yes, yes.
1: Where, (laughs) yeah, now we're about to do the blood test. Uh Uh-huh. Except everybody here is, uh, I mean, in this movie, we're all pretty much on the same page. In that movie, Paranoia and Who's Who and What the Fuck is... Right. Okay, well, (laughs) this is kind of the same situation. Uh, The doctor's like, no, you can't. Like, oh, yes, we can. Give me that gun. Get the generator back on. Luckily, the thing just kind of, he goes in there and he just kind of stands there. Like, oh, there's... Six or eight guys, I can't decide which one I'm going to eat first. I'm just going to stand here and think about it. Mm -hmm. So while that's going on, the doctor runs up to the thing. He's like, hey, those guys are going to kill you. Hang with me. I just want to talk to you for for a few minutes. Tell me your secrets. Let me know what's going on. Thing doesn't reply. Just gives him a Ric Flair chest yeah. slap. Which sends him about three feet away and right on his ass, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> and then the thing picks up a two by four. Now the problem, Monica, is that the thing is not standing on the fucking pressure plate. Right. So they're like I get to get to got to get you just over to the just stand on the just to your to your right. Can you just go to your, no my right, not your right, the other right. Go over that one, that one right there. Thing's not moving. So uh, the co-pilot takes a shovel and throws it at the thing's feet, which causes him to do like a shuffle to the right, right onto the pressure pad. Throw the switch. Bzz, 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 all the lights start flashing, and when they finally come on, the thing is just a pile of ash on the on the floor there. Mm-hmm uh after that we get finally the next morning uh, the sun comes up we get the the heat back on thank christ finally get through to hq and they're like hey there's no alien here don't worry about that and the colonel's like what the fuck that, that has to be an alien and he's like no i don't know anything about an alien by the way we got two dead doctors up here i don't know what happened to them either and then we have like a weird awkward conversation between pat and Nikki, where she's like how much money do you make is that enough for both of us should we get married and he's like no and his co-pilot's like, "You guys should totally get married." And he's like, "No, we're not getting married." That's weird, man. That's weird. I mean, I know it was 1951, but uh-huh. what? 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 Is that a marriage proposal or like a weird flirting ritual in the 50s? A, hey, you want to get married? How much money do you make? <laughs>
2: well, all right. Have we?
1: Did we or did we not have sex? I think there was a lot of drinking involved, and let's just take it one step at a time. I don't know. <laughs> And that is pretty much uh, the end of the movie there, Monica. What did you think Mm -hmm. of The Thing from Another World?
0: Oh, I like this movie. I enjoy it every time I watch it.
1: I like it too. It's good Mm -hmm. times. I like the comedic elements. It's something we don't get in any of the other versions. Um, We don't get the shape-shifting paranoia aspect in this one. No. We get a little bit of it because we're stuck in this uh, arctic base. You can't get out. If you try to, you're going to fucking freeze to death if mm-hmm. you don't get eaten by this thing. Yeah. So in a way, this was probably like an onset of survival horror right here. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they're doing, trying to survive in this base, this fucking asshole. There are so many fuck <laughs> Ugh. What? I'm glad Kurt Russell there are certain things that I'm glad Kurt Russell left out of the remake.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh these knuckleheads in 1951 fucked up everything well they didn't know i mean they knew they just they just decided to get trigger happy with the thermite and then even more trigger happy with an electric blanket either one of those things could have been avoided and none of this shit would have happened
0: yeah but i don't think that guy realized what was going on with the blanket i think he just didn't want to look at it anymore
1: then turn around (laughs) turn around (laughs) Don't put a blanket on it. It's in a fucking block of ice, man.
0: I, I probably wouldn't put a blanket over something. Don't do Because I would be staring at it going, is it breathing?
1: Is it moving? Did that move? I just, it just saw moved. It move. <laughs> I'm sure it moved. Yeah. See, What's going on? I
0: would already have a heads up that it moved and I'm out of here.
1: I would fucking... I would probably... I mean... I don't... To be honest with you, I don't know what I would do. I would like stand with my back to the door... Locked eyes with that thing. Did you move, you motherfucker? You're moving, but stop moving. Yeah. You know. I know. I would be. I would be paranoid as shit in there. But I definitely. I would want. I would probably maintain eye contact with it the whole time. Yes, exactly. If it does move. Mm-hmm. I want to know about it. Yeah. You know. You want to see it move. I, I don't want to see it move. But if it does, it's not sneaking up on me. I'm going to tell exactly. you right now. And if that fucking block of ice starts to melt, oh no, no, no. Yeah. Put it outside. Put it put it outside somewhere. It'll freeze out there. It'll keep it nice and cold. Fuck
0: I, I blanket think blanket I figured it. out. I for me, the best scary movies are now in the snow.
1: Really? Yeah, because
0: there's nowhere to go.
1: Give me another one. Uh what's that one with um,
0: Are you gonna say Lawrence?
1: No. Oh. Um, what's her name? Uh, oh, uh, oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Whiteout. Yes. That with, was uh, one. Of, I like that one because there's nowhere to go. Oh,
1: that other one with the uh, they're like um, they crash their car into the snowbank on the haunted highway. It's got Emily. Bl- was it Emily Blunt? Windchill. Oh
0: yes, that's that another one. one. There, the I think shining. there's you, the Shining. See the Lodge to me. The Lodge. Um, you didn't
1: like The Shining, which I don't understand. <laughs> The other that.
0: one that you guys don't all like is the the gray.
1: I wasn't mad at the gray.
0: That that's another one. I just think the snow movies are you're really fucked.
1: You are fu- uh, the one on the Frozen. On the spirit. yes, there's you're another
0: fucked. one. Exactly.
1: You're, those are some stupid people.
0: Oh, I'm gonna have to like write down all the snow. movies. We mo- should do we a snow should, movie. Yes, month is what exactly. we'll do. There it is.
1: There it is, inmates. Uh, give me a uh, one out of five skulls on this bad guy, Monica.
0: Uh, for me I'm gonna do four.
1: Four? I would mm-hmm. go four also. Yeah. Um I gotta read the original story. I think I think if there's anything missing from this one, it's the paranoia aspect because I believe the original creature was a shapeshifter. Oh, okay. And was capable of assimilating you and perfectly imitating you.
0: I don't think these guys really had the technology to or figure out how to do that with like the rubber and mask and I mean- stuff.
1: In 1951, you're not going to go full Lovecraft with it, but right. you can, you can, you know. Hey, who, he looks like him. Who is that? Is that is that him? I don't know. <laughs> you don't even need special effects for that, right? Right. I don't know, man. That's hmm. just my opinion, but uh, definitely a good show. Part yes. of what I would call a horror pedigree. Uh, if you're mm. a horror fan, if you're a John Carpenter fan, if you're there's actually a lot of different movies that came out of this one. Uh, but this one is something that you need to watch. Oh, I can see that. Oh, yeah. Day Mm -hmm. of the Dead, I think. Was yeah, a, a, a nice repertoire of this.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of scenes that I would relate to. Oh, that's just like in this movie. Yeah, or, yeah.
1: when the when the stress starts getting applied to the situation, you immediately have a divide between the military personnel and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Military wants to run the scene this way. Everybody else is like, I want to do this, but, exactly, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I loved it. I would give it four skulls. Also, this is a bad motherfucker. And it's something that if you consider yourself a serious horror fan, you need to watch at least once, especially if you're a fan of the the John Carpenter thing. Yes. You should check this one out for sure.
0: Definitely. We're
1: going to take us a little break, baby doll. We'll come back with some other stuff.
0: Mates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show.
1: And we are back. Oh, jeez oh, peace, Monica?
0: We are back.
1: I have a very simple... Uh, methodology that I can use to find out whether or not you are in fact the Miss Monica uh-huh. or some kind of a weird facsimile of Miss Monica. Okay. What I do is I uh, pull out a picture of an old man boner, and I feel like the facsimile Monica would be like, "Oh, get that thing away from me!" The real Miss Monica is going to be like, oh, "I'm going to. Can I borrow that from you? I'm going to put that in my purse." that's that's the that's the litmus test right there babe i wonder
0: like what do we have on our bodies that we would know Hmm. to tell like if we were in this situation i mean and we would tell people well this is what i have that's weird
1: um, Could the
0: thing mimic it
1: well obviously right i assume it mimics tattoos because that would be would that, it? that would be a surefire uh, tell right there.
0: What about a surgery scar?
1: I have one. An, yeah, I'm I an have appendix one scar. too. Would I have the be same shit that
0: mimic it.
1: Well, probably it's an. Ex- hmm. The only thing it can't mimic is um, uh, inorganic matter. Right, mm. as we saw in the prequel when people's fillings were left on the. the
0: oh well, then yeah, I got plenty of fillings. I got a uh, <laughs> I got a
1: steel thing in my arm. <gasps> For when I had my bicep reattached. Uh-huh. So there you go. Okay. It looks like a Tic Tac though. You wouldn't even know hmm. it if I was missing Very that. Very
0: interesting.
1: There you go. So there's that.
0: Oh, and the earrings, right?
1: Yeah. I don't have any earrings. Yeah. My ears are pierced, but I never wear earrings anymore. Um...
0: I know, but in the end of the remake one, that's how she realized. So, yeah. yeah, that means we couldn't have an earring. Right. That would be the tell.
1: That's the tell right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Or the old man boner picture. Yeah. I think that would be a. <laughs> I think that's going to be my litmus test for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to put up some pictures of here of old man boners. It's going to be awkward.
0: Pull so, out but, a picture of Lance Hendrickson and Lance say, Henderson. yes or no.
1: Ew! All right, you get the fuck out of here. Judd
0: Nelson, there you go.
1: Ew! You're out. I don't know who you are, but you're not Monica. Get the fuck out of here. All right, kiddo, you ready to get into this week's Teradome matches?
0: Yes, I can't wait to hear the next one.
1: Here we go.
3: No tears, please. (laughs) It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. will <laughs> kill you all. <laughs> be crazy, I'll kill you all. worst dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes.
2: Welcome
1: to the Terradome. Last week's winner's up first. In the Inferno Conference, we were in round two. We had Jet Jaguar <laughs> versus Big Man Japan. Your winner with a vote of six to three. My monster of the year, Big Man Japan. Woo! In his purple underwear. Have you seen Big Man Japan? Yeah, Japan? I saw a picture of it. Have you seen the movie? <laughs> no. you I... got to watch the movie. It's beautiful. i got to do that if I am drinking. The, mon- <laughs> the monsters that show up to fight oh, Big God. Man Japan are uh-huh. absolutely bananas. One oh. of them is nothing more than a leg with a head. Oh, God. And he just hops around.
0: Where can I find the movie? Shutter. At?
1: It's on shutter right now. Oh, okay. Put put it on. It's
0: more of a when comedy. When the parole officer is home and we're
1: having pounding a, down, having a couple cocktails. We'll watch. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I'll tell you right now. My I, my son makes me watch it at least twice a week. He loves it for oh, some boy. reason. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, all right. Let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? We are in the Inferno Conference round three. Fighting out of the red corner at a height of 45 meters weighing in at 50,000 tons. He is of the species Megaprimus. His strengths and his powers include strength, jaws, climbing, agility, and acute senses. He is King Kong. Ooh. And out of the blue corner weighing in at 15,000 tons. Weighing or at a height of 50 meters, a wingspan of 120 meters, he is of the species Giant Pteranodon. His powers include flight, plate armor, and a lacerated beak. He is Rodan. Monica. Oh. This week's fight is King Kong versus Rodan. How Mm -hmm. say you? You're going to go with Kong. Absolutely. Okay, how's he going to catch Rodan? Rodan can fly. Uh well, the Kong can also swing from trees and stuff. He's not. What, you're going to find a tree big enough for him to swing on.
0: All he has to do is knock that thing out of the sky. If he can, if he can, well, which I think
1: is going to be a problem for him.
0: I have to take Kong. Okay, because I love silverbacks. All
1: right, <laughs> Monica's taking King Kong. I am taking Rodan because I think he's a dinosaur and he has the power <laughs> of flight. And uh, there's but that he's ex-
0: not as smart as the Kong. He can still fly. That's awesome. That's,
1: that's he that, and he's got a beak. <laughs> uh, in some of the earlier movies, there were different versions of Rodan. There was a fire Rodan who had like lava skin. Oh, so God. there's that. There was a. I think there was like an electric Rodan. I don't know. Rodan's not a very good monster now that I think about it but I've already made my vote so yes. I'm sticking with Rodan that is your Terradome matchup for the week inmates come on people King vote. Kong versus Rodan I think Lance had King Kong is that right? let me just check my list here did he? I'm uh, jealous then Lance did in fact have King Kong in this in this year's tournament so Lance nice you're up dude you better make something happen All right. I, I feel like Rodan could, could possibly run away with this which would be kind of silly. Either way, while you're well ponder- uh, your mental health hotline is area code 775 or get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. In the meantime, we've got to tell you what movies we watched this week mm-hmm. in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? The Occupants from 2014. Have you heard of this one? No. Uh, It's a Fangoria film release. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically what you have is a haunted house type scenario. Uh, And the young lady that moves in with her new husband and baby happens to be a woman's trauma counselor, which is very convenient because one of the ghosts seems to have suffered some trauma at the hands of oh. her father so she thinks she's going to counsel the ghosts. Uh-huh. Uh it's fine until the ending. It's one of one of those very convenient albeit somewhat nonsensical endings where you find out uh uh no. Um uh, maybe
0: 2020?
1: No, no. This is from 2014. Oh, okay. Uh where you find out that there's like connection between her and the ghost and it's very convenient that she happened to move into that house oh and nobody seemed to mention any of the previous goings-ons in the house it's the ending kind of killed it for me and the the ghost action wasn't that great (coughs) excuse me i also watched hex hollow from 2015 this is the one i was talking to troy about earlier Uh uh-huh this is actually a true crime documentary about a murder that took place in nineteen twenty eight in a weird little hollow in uh Dutch Pennsylvania, oh apparently Dutch Pennsylvanians have like their own version of black magic, and the reason this poor Schmuck was murdered is because three of the local townsfolk believed that he was practicing this Dutch German black magic and mm. had cursed them in some way, okay, so it's very fascinating, and like the whole history of that. I don't want to call it black magic, but it's like a weird... They call it powwow. And it's like a weird... It's almost like a Christian voodoo kind of a thing because they use like charms and bracelets and jewelry and they, uh, you know, uh, bless certain items and you take the item with you and you're supposed to be blessed and things like that. It's very... um,
0: and it's a documentary, it and not a movie. No, it's, a oh, it's okay. about an hour
1: long. It's on Amazon Prime. If anybody wants to check oh, it well, out,
0: I'll check it out.
1: It's called Hex Hollow. It's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, something to think about. You know, you never know what the fuck is going on out there.
0: I was just going to say, all the weird shit always comes from Pennsylvania for some reason. It's
1: old country, man. That's that's oh, the thing. That's true. You know, yeah. people were there hundreds of years before they hit Reno, Nevada. <laughs> Nothing weird ever happened here, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, uh, we had a uh, serial rapist a couple years back, but we caught him, so no worries. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, that's that's what we need is like some weird Reno magic, but nobody right? would buy it. It would all be used at the blackjack tables pr- primarily. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: And by the time anybody wanted to use it for anything real, it would all be gone. It's done. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I'm looking at, Monica. What do you got, kiddo?
0: Uh, I didn't. I also didn't have a really big week. Okay. I watched. Um, I watched the movie. Troy said, uh, "Scare package." Scare
1: package. What'd you think?
0: Uh, no. No. Okay. I had to like stop it and shoot myself. What, and what's up What is boring? I, it? Boring. It was. It. I watch B movies, but this movie sucked ass. Like, two.
1: Two B movies. It
0: was just. Really bad. Okay. The acting. You could... I don't know. The camera quality. Oh, no. It just... It
1: sucked. Okay. Well, Troy wasn't... Didn't sound like he was sold on it either.
0: And then uh, I saw Tim was like uh, really excited over the fun House movie. Yeah. Uh,
1: oh, no. You're not <laughs> yeah, impressed. You know. I could tell you right now, you're not impressed.
0: Maybe I'm getting old. You but are. I... I don't appreciate these two-bit actors that really suck ass. Like, okay. please, pull some people out of, like, acting school. Give me a little quality, at least. Well. The, the storyline was good. Okay. The special effects were good. But right. I hated all the people. Yeah. Like. I just wanted them all to die in Miserable.
1: Do you think it was more of a writing problem or an acting problem?
0: I think it was the acting problem. Because like I said, the the storyline was good. The the death scenes were good. Whoever came up with the death scenes did a good job. They just needed to get better quality actors. That's the
1: worst. Because there's nothing you can do about that, man. There isn't. If you're a filmmaker, you only have so much money. You know?
0: I, and I get it, but, you know, maybe go to, like, an acting school and ask these people, hey, you want a shot at acting? Well-
1: If you're in, like, uh, Tuscaloosa, Nebraska. I don't know where Tuscaloosa is. I get it. You know, you got, hey.
0: I get it. You talk to the guy that
1: works at Subway. He kind of looks like a serial killer. Hey, come on over.
0: But, they, I mean, obviously, they had some money for this movie. Special
1: effects, right? Yeah, so
0: they could have got a little better quality. All right. Uh, And then I watched You Should Have Left.
1: I... (laughs) Okay, I am hesitant because I've read the book. The book is very difficult to read. Uh huh. Because it's like somebody scribbled a bunch of notes in a three ring binder and then like tore half of them out and put them in the front. Oh. It's, it's, I'll get, I'll, you can check, I've got it in the other room. You can check it out. But Mm -hmm. like certain pages have holes in them. So you have to like, what the fuck? Am
0: I oh, that's how the book
1: is? Yeah. it's oh, wow. It's difficult okay. to say the least. It's called House of Leaves. Uh huh. And I haven't seen the movie yet, uh-huh. but the way House of Leaves plays is that guy buys a house with his family mm-hmm. and slowly comes to realize that the house is bigger dimensionally on the inside than it is on the outside, mm-hmm. which is absolutely bizarro. Right. Then he goes on a little vacation, comes back, suddenly he's got an extra room. Yeah. And then he opens it up and he's like, there's a fucking dark hallway that just seems to go on forever.
0: Uh huh. Oh, you gave him goosebumps. Yeah. Okay. Is this how the movie goes? <laughs> well, same, kind of same.
1: Okay. In Not the,
0: the same plot, though. In,
1: in the book, he immediately calls his documentarian buddies and mm-hmm. they like try They're like, oh, this is some kind of bizarro phenomenon. So they send, mm-hmm. start sending people into this hallway. Turns out there's like this labyrinthine situation Mm. underneath there's a fucking minotaur that chases him around Mm. Mm -hmm. it's a it's bananas is that is the movie in the same
0: uh yes but he just goes on vacation with his wife and kid
1: okay that's yeah that's all that happens
0: yeah but then he him you know the problem i had with this movie and uh it was the The little girl, I'm not sure how old she was, but she was way too fucking smart beyond her age. And she was like having like serious conversations with, you know what I mean? Like when he was doing the measurements, he's like, well, that's odd. This side of the house is blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, how can that be, dad? That's just impossible. There's no logical explanation for that. And I'm like, okay, kids her age do not talk like this. Right. That so that threw me off a little. Okay, and the ending sucked.
1: Okay, don't tell me the. End. I'm not. It sounds like I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> all right. Oh. Well, that sucks, man. I was looking forward to that one.
0: But yeah, every time I was staring at Kevin Bacon, all I could hmm. picture was stir of echoes.
1: I think that's
0: and the sex scene. That's all I.
1: <laughs> that was a hot sex scene, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now.
0: I was like thinking of how hot his chest was, I was at thinking that time.
1: About how hot? I don't know. I forget <laughs> that young lady's name, but she was in. She, that's a. That's that. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna get into my proclivities here, Monica.
0: But, but you know what? He's not aging really well because it was like you could almost like grab the skin off of him and I didn't be know like, you were grabbing
1: that. <laughs> "Well, it just seemed like we when we get into immersion therapy." Oh, okay. We got it. We got. <laughs> Some more, we get some more shirtless Kevin Bacon in that one. Speaking of, well, that's cool, man. That sucks. I was looking forward to. to uh, don't don't come back here. What is it called? Don't. You should have you left. You should
0: have left. You should have left.
1: All right. Fuck. Now you. You should have
0: left ten minutes before that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shit. All right. How about some immersion therapy then? I should have left before you <laughs> gave me that review. Fuck.
0: Immersion Therapy.
1: Monica, you got a chance to check out The Darkness, also uh, with Kevin Bacon? Yes. What'd you think?
0: It's okay.
1: Uh, it's fine. Um, I don't know what it is about kids in horror movies, but... They never. I mean, I, I don't. I don't mean to pull the the mental disability card either, because this kid was autistic, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it seems like whenever they pull that, they just turn into pricks. Another another the the thing I kept thinking about in this movie and that kid was the kid from the Babadook. Oh, I would have twisted that little turd's head off at the neck. And this one wasn't as bad as the Babadook kid. But it was definitely like, come on, man. You got to work with me on this. Why are you setting things on fire? What are you doing here? Yeah, I, get I don't it. He's understand
0: autistic. that.
1: But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, it's, it's standard ghost action. You know, mm-hmm. you got the weird darkness and the shapes and the handprints showing up on stuff. Mm-hmm. Bring it back to some Native American business, uh, stuff like that. That daughter also pissed me off, <laughs> right? Hello, overdramatic. Why do you keep touching everything? Oh, he just set up some toys, sweetie. Take a take a chill pill, why don't you? That
0: that kind of stuff kind of freaks me out because we once took some rocks from the Valley of Fire.
1: Yeah, how'd that work out for
0: you? Well, the parole officer thinks we got jinxed for that. Yeah, so I don't know.
1: I mean, they're just rocks.
0: I know, but
1: buddy of mine's a rock collector huh Which does not make any sense to me at all, but he goes to like weird places and looks for rocks oh i don't but if I mean if we're in Native American country here in Reno, right, I would think at some point he would have disturbed something he's fine, everything's cool. he goes mm. out to pyramid all the time, looking for rocks
0: well, maybe they the gods like him
1: maybe he's mm. a very happy guy, very positive type of a dude yeah, I don't know man uh darkness, I say it's fine it's standard ghost fair. Kevin Bacon, uh, you knew right off the bat he was cheating on her, right? <laughs> I mean, like five minutes in when he comes walking out of the hills with what's-his-name's wife, you're like...
0: That, yeah, that would be a little odd to me. What are
1: you doing up in the hills with Yeah,
0: I would be wife? like, why are, you, why are you two going?
1: And then all of a sudden his super hot secretary shows up, and she's like, you want to have a drink? He's trying to be a good boy. He's trying... He's trying to be a good boy. These fucking chicks are throwing themselves at him. I know why. I don't know. I think it's cause uh, foot loose. Totally, still- totally. He had <laughs> he had a very nice hair situation in this movie. I'll give him that. His hair, Monica. Yeah. Are you looking like a John Travolta? He didn't have any hair left. Kevin Bacon's oh. hair has held up. <laughs> yeah. I would say, if nothing else. And as far he's got to be in his sixties at least, right? Maybe still, late fifties. Still willing to to do a topless scene mm-hmm. in the bed and try to climb all over Roda Mitchell. Yeah, I, I
0: think because he thinks you know he's still
1: pretty hot. He doesn't look bad for somebody his age. Yeah, right. Him I mean, and he's and not, his wife is not. Oh, I've never been into Kira Sedgwick. She has always had like a weird man face to me.
0: Is she older than? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I probably by
0: twenty years. No, <laughs>
1: not that many years. <laughs> Probably, though. But, I yeah. mean, for being as old as he is and being willing to take his shirt off, have a sex scene with mm-hmm. uh, Roda Mitchell, you know, it, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. He's he's staying in shape.
0: He is staying in so, shape. So,
1: good for him. I, is there a sex scene in that uh, House of Leaves movie?
0: Uh, Don't
1: get out or you shouldn't have stayed? You should
0: have left. There is a, yeah, there is a scene Okay, with him and her.
1: In the book, his wife bangs one of the uh, documentarians. There's cameras set up all over the place. Yeah. they catch it all on. All right, never mind. We'll, uh... yeah.
0: This, this, this had an uncomfortable situation. Okay, then
1: i gonna get right past <laughs> because internet.
0: he he finds a burner phone. Oh, no. that she has. Yeah. Well. I was just like sinking down. We just struck a fucking (laughs) nerve. Yeah, I was like, not good. Did you watch that with the parole (laughs) officer? He watched it on the other side of
1: the world. Let's keep it over there. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully we can forget about that before he comes back. Monica, (laughs) you look out. All righty. Your immersion therapy for this week, inmates, is going to be Good Boy from 2020. And that is streaming on Hulu at present. It's part of their Into the Dark franchise. Yeah. Stars Judy Greer and McKinley Freeman. Something about a dog that Mm -hmm. It's like a hitman, I think, from what I gathered.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll take care of yeah. any of your problems. Oh, yeah. So, Just get upset and your dog will be there for the rescue. My
1: dogs are dumb as shit. They're not going to do anything. They can't make it through the fucking screen door without <laughs> blowing the fucking thing out. Yeah. Hey, go take care of my boss, will you, Rubble? Oh, I fi-
0: I realized my dogs are so loyal.
2: Yeah?
0: Uh, When we were at the park the other day, I let them in the park And I go to slam the door and it it, it does the ding. And I'm like, what the fuck? The door's not closing. So I'm like, oh, my God, how am I supposed to get four of these guys home? And I'm like five miles away. So I look in the latch uh, flipped up and stayed in the up position. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, like, my finger was not strong enough to stick in there and pull the latch down. so, and they're like standing there watching me. They're like not leaving to go like mingle. Yeah. And they're like, mom, are you coming? Well, that's good. And I'm like, guys, I can't leave. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, I pull out the net, the cargo net. And I'm like, okay, I can tie this off and tie the door down and we can make it home safely. But luckily somebody had a screwdriver
1: there. Nice. <laughs> out. But
0: one. that proved to me how loyal they were.
1: Yeah, my dog's history gone in the wind i'll have to wait for the humane society to call me and tell me they've chipped them somewhere beautiful good for you and good for your dogs monica i think it's time to educate you baby doll
0: Educating Miss Monica.
1: Yes. Hit us with those clues from last week one time.
0: (sighs) You're on your way to the family house that you are going to inherit. You are also going to inherit a horrible curse that will follow you until your last breath. Your husband is a cheater, so you get rid of him first by tearing him apart. The doctor you're in love with has a wife, so now you have to get rid of her next. Unfortunately, the doctor hits your inner shadow and wipes you out. Rest in peace, kitty cat.
1: Is it cat people? You're close. It's not sleepwalkers. (laughs) Yeah. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Well, I don't know, man. Catwoman. Catwoman?
0: Yeah, from like
1: 1956. Oh, God. You went way back.
0: I went way back. All I right. told you I've been watching oldies. Yeah, I guess
1: so. See, I ha- thought I had you with Dementia 13.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that you one You should yet. check that one out. I'm going it's to. It's very
1: similar. And oh. there's some weird shit going on. It's Francis Ford Coppola's first movie, by the way.
0: Oh, wow. Check
1: that one out, man. You're going to love it. Hmm fucking cat woman out of nowhere all right dude okay. give us your clues for this, this week. This one
0: should be right up your alley oh
1: fuck yourself
0: uh clue number one he said he said on one condition i get to come with you okay. she agreed all right and that was his last goodbye as he took an arrow through his face he said i don't believe in mermaids it's not possible but i'll try it anyway she came and ate his leg and now he's a merman. Ha <laughs> ha Clue 5. He was sick in bed. No one knew what was wrong with him until the good doctor showed up and staked him in the heart. Well, I guess it's over for him now.
1: What are we? Mermaids? Vampires, perhaps? Uh staked him in the heart with the good doctor i feel like mermaids is some kind of a fucking ruse some throwaway line of dialogue that you put in there to throw me off monica right up my alley all right think about that inmates i'm gonna have to ponder that you're
0: gonna hate yourself
1: no i'm gonna hate you is what usually happens you're
0: gonna be like damn
1: it you fucking fuck all right uh shit All right, inmates, uh, as usual, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show. That helps us out quite a bit with our visibility. We do have a Patreon campaign running. You could be the proud owner of the month of July. All it takes is a $5 donation. You get to pick our movies for July or a theme or if you have a random list of movies you want us to do. As long as they're somewhat horror-related, we'll cover them for you and tell us what what we thought. Uh, In the meantime, join us next week for The Night Evelyn Came Out of Her Grave from 1971. Italiano. Italiano. It's uh, very uh, sexual, as I recall.
0: Oh my, of course that's why you would pick of it. Of course, you're
1: not going to be here next week anyway, so what are you worried about? Well, I'm
0: still going to watch it.
2: You're going
1: to love it. There's lots of uh, bush in it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> lots of pubes. Uh, Kevin, we mm-hmm. accidentally deleted your email and lost your last movie, so we're going to go with this one instead. Hope you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, for Miss Monica, Buddy and Absentia, mm-hmm. Dumb Shit Dogs. Uh, fingers that aren't strong enough to close dog gate latches. Um, old man boners. Mm. Things from another world. Ways to identify your friends when you can't figure out if they actually are your friends or not. Snow. Snow. Mm-hmm. Being trapped in the snow and the Padded Room podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, guys. Have a great week. for the
0: first
2: time.